Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. Live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church, but to be able to go deeper within that teaching. And good morning. I'm Heather Caro, and Father Barry Roussat and Father Duman are joining me this morning. We're broadcasting live from Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Mitchell, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. It's Tuesday morning, it's 9 a.m., and it's, it's a humid morning, Father Barry. It is. I'm still waking up, hoping the coffee will kick in pretty soon. We'll give you about 20 minutes to wake up. <laughs> That's right. That's well, right. before we get too far, uh, Father Charles Duman, would you start us in prayer this morning? As I do it at groups, I quote the story of, of the mother skunk who had four babies following her. The dog was approaching them, and she said, Let us spray, my children, let us spray. <laughs> so we'll do that with the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. I think I'm going to take that one father, from Father Duman. I think that's a wise choice. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in this morning. I'm Heather Carroll. My co-host, first-time co-host this morning, is Father Barry Roussat. Um, he's stationed here in Mitchell. I always say stationed like you're in the military. I don't know why. I like the military, <laughs> so I kind of like it. But we're broadcasting live from Holy Spirit Church here in Mitchell. Um, before we get too far, let's go back to Fargo, and Aaron's going to tell us everything that's going on this morning in our two hours. Well, thank you very much Heather it's a good mm -hmm. morning to you and Father Barry Roussad it's going to be a great show today we're looking forward to this interview with Father Charles Duman and I have just only heard the skimming of the surface of the great things that he's going to be talking about today then we're going to have Father Barry for straight talk in our first hour and then in the second hour we're going to have Kathy Loney talk about young men's and women's retreats, and Nicole Fuhrer is going to be here to talk about a women's prayer group that started here in Lent and is really growing. We're looking forward to that, and we're going to finally round it off with Andrew Bartell to talk about the planned giving and ways to give. All this here on Real Presence Live. It's going to be an awesome show today. Back to you guys. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. All right. Well, as you might have heard, Father Charles Duman did our prayer this morning, and he's our first guest. And people talk a lot about Father Charles Duman and how he's special. Father Charles? Yes? Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. <laughs> Can you tell us how long you've been a priest? I've been a priest for 67 years. I was ordained in 1952. And so how did you first come about thinking about becoming a priest? Let's go way back there. <laughs> I went to grade school at St. James in Wynot, Nebraska. That was Cedar County. That's way back there. 
when I was uh, in the fourth grade, Sister Charlene put a cassock on me to help serve Mass. I didn't know the first thing about it, but in the classroom she said, Charles looked like a little priest, <laughs> and that gave me an incentive. That's all it took. And I remember my mother telling me that the precious blood is in the chalice when Father speaks the words, and I says, oh, I would like to see it. And she said, it's not the blood of Christ, it is the symbol, it is um, outward signs that are still there, but it is the blood of Christ. And so I had that uh, incentive, and uh, Sister Charles Aza, my eighth grade teacher, she was always encouraging me, and I couldn't understand why she was keeping keeping after me. I didn't think that there was anything to it. I was scared to uh, make a commitment, hmm. but it was after high school that I made a retreat at Mount Marty, and uh, I read a pamphlet by Father Daniel Lord uh, telling about the rich young man going back and forth on the Sea of Galilee on the shore, and uh, St. John was watching him, and he asked himself, I don't know why Dad can't give me something like that. He, here I am with these smelly fish, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we don't know the name of that rich young man, but St. John, the writer of the Gospel, uh, is, worldwide, is known worldwide. So the Lord really spoke to me at that time. I, I can say that for sure, that he, he spoke to me. And get yourself to a seminary. And so I went to the retreat master, and he said, uh, you can go to Sioux Falls at the old Columbus College where there's a seminary. And lo and behold, two weeks later, I was in the seminary. Mm -hmm. The first day was the feast, the birthday of Mary, and that's where I started, was in Sioux Falls. I ended up at St. Mindred. I took four years of theology at St. Mindred, and was ordained May 3rd, 1952, in my home parish that was at Vermilion by uh, Bishop William O'Brady. Hmm. So did you know, Father Duman, that you're the oldest priest in our diocese? Yes, I've been reminded of that <laughs> several times. Especially on you're welcome. Especially on retreat. Um, I told him that I just renewed my driver's license, and it'll not run out till 2025. <laughs> you're good. And uh, I'm still driving my car, but not... Yeah, that great distance is just in and around here, but uh, being 96 is no picnic. You uh, <laughs> feel your diminishment day by day. And the biggest hazard of being 96 and being that old is falling. Mm. And uh, I'm going to have a pacemaker put in next Wednesday. And with that pacemaker, my heart is going to start to beat, and I'll be a new man. A new man. Well, we'll keep you in our prayers next Wednesday. Okay. We will do that. So you've had a couple years in the priesthood. Indeed. What did, 
Can you, is anything coming to mind right now? Um, some beautiful experiences that you can share with us being a priest for this long. Well, I was the chaplain at St. at the Sacred Heart Hospital for seven and a half years, and I had a sideline. I had 20 hours a week out at State Hospital. I spent most of my time out there at the alcohol program and uh, at the uh, trustee unit. The trustee unit, an elderly man, he knew he was in bad shape. He had emphysema. And he told me, he asked me, Father, is there anything you can do for me? He was never a Catholic, but I asked him if he was baptized. Yeah, he was baptized in a tent meeting somewhere in Oklahoma. I tried to write, tried to track this down, but there was no answer. But uh, being in the state that he was, and he was really sorry for what he had done, I asked him to tell my sto- tell his story. He um, went from the time he was a kid up till now. He was a bank robber, so mm. there were a lot of sins, a lot of peccadillos, big ones. And I gave him absolution, and I anointed him. I didn't give him Holy Communion, but I should have. I didn't have it on hand. But uh, he was transferred to the state penitentiary in Sioux Falls, and I asked later about him, and he says, well, he died with just an orderly um, (coughs) present. And uh, another inmate told me that when these cases come up, the... uh, remains they usually cremate the body and the remains are cremains are poured down the latrine what? so that is a sad story that uh, but i'm sure that, that jess uh, was sorry for his sins another was a time when i did fifth steps some of these fifth steps uh, were short others were at least two hours long One young lady uh, told me her story, and I said, now, you told me this. I can't give you absolution, although those are some of the best confessions I ever heard. I said, now, you go to your pastor and tell him all this. And immediately she went to the counselor, and she said, he made me feel guilty. The counselor called me in. She says, we don't do that. You ask him, how do you feel? saying that, you know, there's no, uh, nothing that the penitent has to do except just accept the fact that Jesus died for me. So I was ready to leave that program because I was uh, not allowed to do what I wanted to do there as a priest. But I don't know what happened to her, but those two instances of... uh, Two instances of being a chaplain at the state hospital was uh, some was an instance of what I can un- remember witnessing through the through some of the years of the priesthood. How long were you at the state hospital? Well, I was at the convent for seven and a half years, and 
I had 20 hours at the state hospital four days a week. And I can remember also, um, I was in a small group. That very morning, I was stopped by a traffic cop coming out of Yankton. And I was charged $40 for going through a stop sign. So that was my complaint. And uh, the counselor said, are you guilty or aren't you? And I, uh, well, I said yes. And she said, pay your fine and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you make mistakes, that's when you start to learn things. So I've made plenty of mistakes, and uh, it goes back to what Paul said. When you are weak, then you are strong. And certainly the mistakes are something that the Lord plans for you. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, this is Real Presence Live. We're talking with Father Charles Duman. He is, as he likes to be reminded, the oldest priest in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, he's 96, and so we're just getting some wisdom from him this morning. Um, so you've been talking about regrets and um, working at the state hospital for some time. Um, what would your wisdom be for those younger, living life, starting life, heading out? What would your wisdom and advice be? My advice would be to uh, get into a small group and listen to your elders, listen to your fellow priests. I can really uh, um, tune to that the fact that Deacon Nick Baus, Father Short, and myself, and a couple of laymen uh, meet every Wednesday at 5 o'clock for an hour discussing next Sunday's readings. Hmm. And this last Sunday, the 14th of Sunday in Ordinary Time, I had no idea what I was going to preach on. And Father Short was in my room, and he said, the Holy Spirit will give you what you need to speak on. Well, I read the reflection before Mass in the Missalette, and uh, it was about missionaries being sent. And so um, I latched on to the idea of missionaries, uh, the fact that we certainly need priests, in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, but I told the story of Mother Teresa, of um, how she went out with just a few rupees in her handbag, and uh, even though the Sisters of Loretta told her, you can come back each night, stay here, don't go out there. She says, if I don't go out there, I don't have a ministry. Then I also talked about, it was close to the 4th of July, talked about John Adams. John Adams certainly was a mission-minded person. He's the one who uh, is, together with Washington and Jefferson, responsible for the Declaration of Independence. He was a man uh, of integrity, a man of of, uh, honesty, and uh, I always say that John Adams was certainly a missionary, a very good example to follow. Yes. Anything else you'd like to share with us this morning? Well, I can't think of anything right now. Uh, I 
did have a few thoughts. So Father Barry, you know, sitting with Father Charles Duman, you know, as a young priest, you've been a priest for three years. Thoughts? I, I mean, I'm still trying to get over. I'm <coughs> awestruck that you're 96 and have been ordained for 60 plus years. I'm just hoping to make it past 60. So 67. 67. Six, yeah. Almost 70 mm-hmm. years. What advice would you give to a newly ordained guy if you could give one thing? Well, say your daily prayers. Stay to the office. Don't uh, put that to the side. Uh, get get yourself scheduled and stick to it. Um, I think that uh, prayer has got to be... What did St. Paul say? When I am weak, then I am strong. We ought rely on the, the grace of God. That's what I would say to you. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, Father Charles Duman, for joining us this morning. You're welcome. Okay, well, it's time for our first break this morning. Uh, We look forward to having you back after the break, but coming up next, uh, to stump the priest or to have any questions about faith or about the world around us, get those questions ready for straight talk. Are those questions meant for me? Absolutely. Oh, boy, this is going to be be easy to stump the priest. (laughs) And later, (laughs) we'll hear how the beauty of taking time to grow closer to Christ in time of retreat You're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Heather Caro and Father Barry Roussat broadcasting from Mitchell, South Dakota. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithandbusinessconference.com. Real Presence Live is now coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Heart of Your Legacy, where, as the name suggests, we get at the heart of giving and how you can leave a lasting legacy, and Honor Our Fathers, where you send us the names of your favorite priests, and we offer special recognition and a dozen donuts to one each week. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live, weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb. 
Christ is King, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Good morning. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro, and I'm joined by... Father Barry. Oh, Father Barry, well done. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now we're heading into the Prayerfully Yours segment. It's time for... It's a new segment, which we've introduced to you last week. Um, Almost every day we receive prayer requests asking for prayers for those closest to us who are suffering with illness, lost a job, traveling, troubles in their marriage, and are just trying to discern the Lord's will and rejoicing in the goodness of the Lord in their lives. So today we're going to hear some intentions that we're going to be praying for today. So I'm going to start reading those now and then at the end we'll pray for all of them. For Michelle's husband, who is having trouble with alcoholism, Orlina, age four, who has been diagnosed with a large neuroblastoma positioned behind her heart and lungs. For Margaret, that she may find a good doctor and relief from the pain she is suffering. And for Terry's intentions and the intentions of the Holy Family. Think about what I was going to say to pray about it. Always remember those great words of Padre Pio. Pray, hope, and don't worry. I have to pray to Him. He'll take care of it. We just have to have the faith. He really doesn't want us to worry, but to have peace reign in our hearts. We ask this through the Queen of Peace, our Most Holy Mother, for all these intentions. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Well, this is our newest segment, and we're getting used to it, the Prayerfully Yours. If you want your prayer intention um, added to our list, we will pray for them individually every day. Um, I was supposed to pray for those, Father, individually. So we'll remember that next time. The Hail Mary is universal. So So sorry about that, folks. But if you want us to pray for you, um, you can submit any prayer requests on our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com. And it's submitted underneath prayer requests. It's just right at the top of the page. Um, And you can also submit any prayer requests you have on our app. And as a radio station, we share these prayer requests and we pray for them daily. And now we're sharing them with all of our listeners, and so thousands of people are listening. What a beautiful idea. I know. I love it. So we're going to take a really quick break, and when we come back, we are going to have straight talk with Father Barry Roussat. We'll be right back in just a minute. Real Presence Live is now coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Heart of Your Legacy, where, as the name suggests, we get at the heart of giving and how you can leave a lasting legacy, and Honor Our Fathers, where you send us the names of your favorite priests, and we offer special recognition and a dozen donuts to one each week. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live, weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605 670 
You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro, and I'm joined by... Oh, let me turn you on, Father Barry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you are. We're broadcasting this morning, Real Presence Live from Mitchell, South Dakota. Uh, thank you for tuning in and joining in. Um, it's been a joy having you so far. You haven't messed anything up like... Not too bad. Too Not too bad that we can't... It's remember. early. It's early. We still have an hour <laughs> and a half, folks. This is your first time hosting with me, Father Barry. Um, and, and probably last. You probably won't invite me back. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'm grading you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so you were ordained in 2016, and I got to chat with you back then. How are things? How have things been going since then? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, I was in Mitch, uh, Aberdeen for two years at Sacred Heart. With Beetle. Father Mark Lichter. That's right. It <laughs> <laughs> was a great two years. <laughs> and then they moved me uh, to Mitchell here in Holy Family. Okay. And Bishop Swain gave me another year. Said, I don't know if he's quite ready to be a pastor quite yet. So oh. we'll we'll make him an associate for another year. Oh, there you go. And do you like that? Yeah, I requested it. Did you? <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to do that? <laughs> uh, you, he get, Bishop Swain is very good on allowing his priest to give input. Uh, so I just put the input that I'd like mm-hmm. another year as an associate. Yeah, it not, would be. I don't, I'm not ready for the responsibility of being a pastor quite yet. Yeah, what part of it scares you the most? Is it all the, is it all the, the you know, business side of it? Is that what's hard for uh, a priest? For some it is. I mean, there is definitely a business aspect to it. I mean, mm-hmm. especially if you deal with a school, you're dealing with a lot of financial things. Right. Uh I do have a degree in economics, so I'm not too oh, scared yeah. of the business side Didn't per se. Know that. You know, I just heed uh, Padre Pio's words: "Pray, <laughs> hope, and don't worry." So I'm not too concerned about anything. <laughs> so you are with Father Ken Luff right now, is that correct? Correct. How's he? Oh, he's excellent. Yeah. I would I wouldn't expect you to say anything else. True. Live on the True. air. He might give me more responsibilities if I say anything else. <laughs> right. But it's been a. You know, it's kind of a unique situation that I not only live with the guy, but I work with the guy. Right. So, I mean, that's a yeah, interesting dynamic. I've never thought of that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic to the relationship, and Father Loft and I are having a great time. Yeah. Well, the last time we broadcast here from Mitchell, we were outside, and both you and Father Ken were here, and you just have a good rapport with each other. And so you got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. If you have to work and live with the guy, <laughs> if you don't get along, boy, that can be a that can be a long year. Yeah, absolutely. So, what brought you to the priesthood originally? Uh, I knew a priest in high school, and I'd always talk to him during the day around like the ten o'clock hour. And he said, "Where'd oh. you go to high school?" I went to Lincoln High School for two years, and I transferred to O'Gorman. Okay, my junior year. Uh, but I asked him, "What are you up to?" Oh. Just going to take a nap, Barry. It's a great life. I can do that. <laughs> I thought, well, you know, I kind of like to take naps. This seems like a perfect fit here. You know, I was taking a mental note right there. And he started talking about how happy he was. I'm like, well, I kind of want to be happy. Uh, and then I kind of like the black clerical uniform. <laughs> that was quite the fashion state. So I thought, you know, maybe, maybe this gig isn't going to be so bad anyhow. 
Uh, sadly, that's a true story. <laughs> oh. And here you are. But uh, I grew up at the cathedral, so every time I went to Mass, I always felt, you know, whenever Catholic Church you enter, it has... It has the tabernacle. There's a different presence there. There is. I mean, when you enter Good Friday with no t- uh, no Eucharist there, the church seems void. Mm-hmm. So I was always attracted uh, to that peace and the beauty of the cathedral and the divine. Yeah. And there's something that you you cannot explain it to those who don't understand. No. Yeah. The difference, the difference of walking in and having Jesus present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even have non-Catholics come in and just want to sit in our churches just because it's something different. It's unlike anything else you'll experience in the world. Hmm. Hardest thing about seminary for you? Hmm. Many things were very <laughs> difficult. Uh, first, it was the academics, but we got through that. Oh, uh, you know, I'm drawing a blank. Well, that's good. So it was a good experience. Uh, you know, I got called in the director's office a few you too many times. You did time. not. Three, <laughs> three times. Those weren't pleasant uh, meetings. Let's just say he wasn't telling me how great I was. <laughs> so the lesson from Father Barry this morning, folks, <laughs> is if you get called in the principal's office, you too could be a priest someday. <laughs> that's, they call it the rector's office in seminary. Oh, that's Sit funny. down and listen to me. <laughs> Okay, you got it. So you're now stationed at Holy Family, which is the other parish here in Mitchell, South Dakota. Um, How is it? I think when you go to different um, parishes, we have uh, Christ the King in Sioux Falls. And Christ the King is our parish. And I think having the parish name means something. So how has Holy Family been for you? You know, it's made me reflect more on St. Joseph. Okay. Uh, you know, we have Mary, the devotion, the rosary. It's beautiful. Uh, but to really, and personally, to reflect, I am a father, uh, mm. different than, you know, being a priest of difference, but, well, not too much, but St. Joseph was a father. Mm-hmm. To have a devotion to him and to have him pray for pray for me and to help me along my way. I mean, he was... The husband to Mary. Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. All right, folks. I think it is time now. It's already... There we go. I'm psychic. Well, I, th- I thought we were getting there. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty loaded question. I got 15 seconds. I know. Wow. Well, that signals that it is time for Straight Talk. Straight Talk is a a chance for you, our listeners, to call in and ask any questions you might have on the Catholic faith. We will attempt to answer them. We won't put too much pressure on Father Barry this morning. But give us a call at 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So Father Barry is going to try and answer questions. I hate to put you under too much pressure. Should my palms be this sweaty? Yes, that's totally normal, <laughs> Father. Don't worry. <laughs> Again, the number is 877-795-0122. So talking about the Holy Family and, and St. Joseph, you know, he was an unconventional father. 
And I and I I've, that just sparked me. I've never thought of Saint Joseph that way. That he was an unconventional father, also. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I mean, not much is written about Saint Joseph, so you have to go to these visionaries, you know, and their writings. And mm-hmm. I mean, what a unique position. Right. I mean, his wife is the mother of God, the immaculate one, the perfect one. Yeah. And in his household is Jesus, the God man. That is one holy household. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you're just tuning in, this is straight talk, and we're being straight, I guess. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Father Ray Roussat is on with me this morning, and we're broadcasting from Mitchell. It's your opportunity to call in with any questions that you might have on the faith or current events. We'll try to uh, answer them for you. 877-795-0111. Again, 877-795-0122. So thinking about St. Joseph, um, we're talking about the Holy Family because that's where Father Barry Roussat is is stationed. I said it again. That's where you're... I I like the word stationed. I don't know any (laughs) other word. (laughs) Assigned. Assigned. There you go. You got it. So that's where you are assigned. And so we're talking about, you know, the importance of a church name. And Holy Family is yours. Um... So thinking about being in such a holy family and living in such a holy household, do you think St. Joseph had anything to bring to the table? That's the first thing that came to my mind as the father of that household. I think the amazing thing is, is when you look at it, Jesus as a child would have been obedient to St. Joseph. So St. Joseph would have actually been in charge of telling the God-man what to do and everything. Uh, and Jesus would had uh, uh, practiced perfect obedience to St. Joseph. Uh, so he would have been like the leader, even though he has the God-man and the mother of God in the household. He was still the leader wow. who they would both listen to with complete obedience and no objections. Wow. So that is an immense awesome responsibility well and even back in that time it was more so than even today obviously yeah the responsibility of the man back in the day um i mean you have to look at it like he was not only responsible in the daily um daily work of the family but he also was had to be obedient to the holy spirit of god the father Uh, to make all these great journeys without any hesitation or anything, just got up and went Hmm. and was in charge of everything. I mean, traveling on foot hundreds, if not thousands of miles. Right. Like, you know, that's a pretty big responsibility. It's a pretty big faith. (laughs) He would have needed it. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. It's it's interesting to contemplate St. Joseph. And his role in all of this. And the fact it had been kind of more interesting now I'm thinking about it, that Jesus would have actually, in a sense, shown St. Joseph great reverence and honor. You know, and it would have been kind of tough for him to kind of accept that in a sense, Hmm. uh, being the head of the household and the God-man in your family. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're doing Straight Talk. Uh, It's our segment where you get to call in with any questions that you might have. Our number is 877 
877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Father, we have our first question on the phone with us this morning. Jackie from Northwest Kansas is on with us. Good morning, Jackie. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for How joining you us. Great. And what is your question for us? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how this came about. My my son has an old lab uh, Labrador Retriever, and she's probably about fourteen or fifteen years old, and she has numerous health problems. Uh, a week ago or so, I went to take her some food, and she couldn't even get up off of her mat. And I knew it was going to be a really hot day, and she couldn't get to water. And I called him, and I said, I know, you know, I know that you don't want to take her to the vet. I, you know, I just, I knew that he was in the field, and his wife and I would be unable to load her, and I didn't think that she would be able to do this anyway. And so I was offering to put the dog down for him so that the dog wouldn't suffer. And he said that he would call his wife, and she called me back, and she said, when you're 80 years old and, and you can't walk either, do you want me to have you put down? <clears throat> and I told her, I'm made in the image and likeness of God, and I don't expect you to put me down just because I can't get to water. But you have, an, you have a responsibility to this dog not to let her suffer. And the upshot of the of the story is the dog's still alive. But what what is what is a human being's responsibility to our pets? And you know they don't have a problem putting down livestock that is that is suffering. And I don't understand how this doesn't transpose over to over to pets that are suffering, but it seems like today's culture, they will keep a dog alive at any cost, including putting little wheelchairs under their legs. But at the same time, if, if grandma gets old and decrepit, they want to euthanize her because she's suffering. Hmm. Okay. So thoughts on our responsibilities with pets, Father Barry? What I would say is I live with Father Ken, who's on a second dog. Um, so he had a black lab, Chloe, for I think 13, 14 years. And I began to finally, I've never had a dog, and I realized that the dog is a man's best friend, mm -hmm. men and women, uh, that there is a special bond there in a sense. And he, he took Chloe with him everywhere. And it was one of the toughest days when he realized with Chloe that she couldn't do her normal functions or the things she was doing were embarrassed. She just couldn't live a normal life. She declined very much so. And out of respect for the dog, he put her down. It was, it's an incredibly difficult decision and affected him for a while. Right. Um, but with the dog, you know, once they lose certain faculties or they're embarrassing themselves as father ken said it mm -hmm. then it's time to look at okay it's okay to put the dog down now that's completely different than a human 
human, like you said, right, Kathy, made in the image and like, likeness of God. Uh, yeah. That we have a that we have a special dignity, and that dignity means we try the best. We have a special dignity, so we're a little bit different than a dog. Mm-hmm. And there's so even though when we get old and we have these aches and these pains and stuff like that, we add that to the cross of Christ and redemptive suffering. Mm-hmm. It has value right. that a that a dog's suffering would not. Yeah, a dog doesn't have a soul like humans. So, very good. Let's say a prayer uh, with Jackie this morning, um, just because I know this is probably causing a lot of family angst within the family. So, can yes, we do a quick is. prayer? F- can we do a quick prayer, Father Barry, um, about this situation? Heavenly Father, let your peace reign in the family and give them hope when there's anxiety. Draw us ever closer to the love of Jesus Christ. And Mary, our mother, watch over the family and truly bring peace to it. Amen. Amen. Did that help answer some of your questions, Jackie, or any follow-up questions? It, It does. I just... I just don't know quite how to address it with her. I mean, she she is she hated the dog when when they when it was, the dog was actually a present to her and she didn't like it. She didn't want it. She doesn't really like dogs. But yeah. the dog has become very attached to her, and it's her guilt that is mm. keeping this dog alive. Well, and I think and sometimes I, you know. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> Sorry, but I think sometimes no, people okay. forget the difference um, because animals are very close and they do have a relationship with us. But I think that they, people sometimes forget that those animals do not have souls, and that is okay. a huge difference between mankind and animals. Mm-hmm. And you know, God gave us dominion over them. And so I think you know maybe reminding her that even though it feels like that. They might have a soul. They don't. I know that sounds harsh, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> what I would well, say I, is, I, I know, and this and this dog is this dog. than than ninety five percent of the people that I know, and mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it's going to be hard for everybody to let her go, but it's harder oh, yeah. for me to watch her suffer like that. Right. Right. You know, we went through the theological answers uh, per se, and what I would say is. She's 80 years old. You know, she grew an attachment. This is going to be a big loss to her uh, to really have some, really see that would be very, very tough on her. She's latching onto this dog uh, probably for reasons other than that we know mm, of. That's uh, true. And we're probably not going to change her mind at 80. So yeah. in a sense. No, so, she's, she's not 80. The dog is the, is the equivalent of 80. Oh, okay. That's why, dog oh. that's, why, that's why my daughter-in-law said, that's why my daughter-in-law said, when you're 80, do you want me to have you put down? Because you can't. Oh. Because you can't hold your water. <laughs> like, well. No. No. No, that's no. not what it's about. It's <laughs> about, it's not about me. It's not about, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the dog. The dog yeah. is suffering. Well, we'll keep you in our prayers, you know, and, and and hopefully this will get resolved, and and everybody will be at peace with the decisions. Yes. All thank right. You. Thanks, Jackie. Thank Any you. further questions? Are you good? I'm good. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thank you, oh. Jackie. All right. All right. If you have All a right. question have for a Father day. Barry, 
Thank you. You too. If you have a question for us, you can submit them to uh, Facebook at any moment, or you can give us a call. Um, our phone number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So first straight talk question. That was a tough one. Animals are tough. Animals are tough. Well, we have another question. Animals are tough. They're beautiful, though. So beautiful. I know. It's hard. It's really hard. Living with a dog, I've really grown an appreciation for dogs. I still miss my Roger Dodger. But anyway, (laughs) moving on, we have a question here in that's come in from uh, Mitchell. We have some folks that are tuning in and listening right across the aisle here. (laughs) And they're submitting questions to us. the question we have today uh, from Marlou is, please comment on the graces and blessings of an hour of adoration before the Blessed Sacrament. When I first began my devotion, an hour seemed to go slowly. Now an hour goes by so quickly. As of like specific, great question. Yeah, it, when we first started, it goes by so slowly. Five minutes seems like an eternity. Yeah, and you try not, don't look at your, don't look at the watch. Don't look and see how much time has passed. I have to leave the phone in the car, (laughs) let's be real. (laughs) But then something happens, it becomes a habit, and then it starts to become very, very refreshing. Um, uh, As of like particular graces, I don't know if there's any particular graces I can name. All I can say is, well, with that, what I mean by that is, look, our Jesus, Jesus is so loving and wants to give us so many gifts. He will give us any grace we want as long as we keep asking for it. But the real beauty of it is the reason we it seems so awesome after an hour is because really what that is is Jesus in the tabernacle, that's heaven on earth. There's no difference between heaven and then where Jesus is. I always tell people, my RCIA class, and they kind of look at me, well, he's gone off his rocker. That it's heaven is truly in that sanctuary that thousands of angels leave their place from heaven and saints to come down to be with Jesus right there. So what you are re- receiving and why it's so peaceful is you're, re- you're getting a glimpse of what heaven's like. That peace, that joy and stillness of the soul uh, and complete happiness. Wow. Beautiful. It makes you want to go right now. So, folks, we're leaving right now. No, I'm kidding. Wish I was that holy. I want to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a question for us, the number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you have on Facebook. I think, you know, talking about an hour-long adoration, I think the benefit that I have found as a layperson is... It usually takes me at least a half an hour, if not longer, to quiet my own mind. Mm-hmm. And then God has the opportunity to come in and knock a little bit, and I can actually hear, for me, I can hear God better. After I've sat there for a good long while. Mm-hmm. And what I would say is you look at all the spiritual masters, the contemplatives, and all their writings uh, that talk about contemplation, uh, this state of prayer that it takes them 15 to 30 minutes to quiet their soul before they can even begin to start to pray. So it takes a while. It does. Because we have many things run through our mind. Uh, What I would say 
maybe to speed up the process is one Hail Mary and honor your guardian angel. Hmm. Uh, what an angel can do is an angel can relax the body and it can deal with matter in a certain way that it makes us more relaxed, uh, more able to uh, be in a prayer posture and be at peace. So yeah. pray to your guardian angel. We forget about our guardian angels, I think, quite often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, hello. <laughs> I, I heard uh, in class, uh, I was academically, let's just say I was not making the dean's list for a while. <laughs> And then a uh, professor said, hey, start praying to your guardian angel. I started praying to my guardian angel uh, before I went studying. And I, I remember I got my report card and go, what? the rector's list, the dean's list? <laughs> this must be a joke. <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> Well, folks, you're listening to Straight Talk. It's our segment where you get to call in with any questions that you might have on faith or current events. Um, we have about 10 minutes left for callers to come call in, and we can answer any question you might have. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. You can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Okay, Father Barry, is my f this is your first time co-hosting with me, and I think you're doing a great job. This is <laughs> your first straight talk, too. That's right. And you've been doing a fantastic job. We've had two questions already. If you want to join in on the conversation, phone number 877-795-0122. Any okay. random question they want to ever oh, ask. Oh, now you're throwing that out yeah, there. Yeah, throw that out random. there. Random. Okay. You name it. You said it. I heard Anything it. Anything you've ever wanted to ask a priest, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Doesn't mean we'll actually be able to answer, but go check. We'll no. try. We'll try. 877-795-0122. So he's ready to be stumped, folks. Stump the priest at 877-795-0122. It's easy to do. <laughs> so you have been a priest for about three years. Um and we talked a little bit about you being assigned at Holy Family for about a year now. Um, how about working with families within the parish? Um, what is your, and I'm thinking of this because Christine Lemmer is sitting right over there and uh, deals a lot with families. And so as a parish, what kind of things are you doing to teach the faith to the entire family? So you have a unique role being an associate. Um, so I've always looked at like the first year, you just settling in, learning the flow, um, and kind of just getting uh, grounded in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's the way it was at Sacred Heart in a sense. And then it's, so I have, I mean, I deal with families a little bit, but not as much uh, as I probably will in year two. Mm -hmm. When you do a little more outreach, um, so I'm not quite uh, doing as much outreach with families. I mean, I'm not, that's what a priest does. But right. as an associate, it's a little bit of a unique role in that category. What I say, I did teach RCIA class with Chris. Mm -hmm. She had to keep me organized. <laughs> but I'd say in the upcoming year, what I'm going to do a lot more of is probably go over to the school quite a bit more. Oh, good. Uh, you know, I've got, I've got a do-rag that I like to wear outside on the playground from the 90s and they just to hang out with the kids and to really show them what it means to be 
a Catholic. Right. Well, we've got a caller that's calling in um, from Wyoming, and so we're going to switch over to them real quick so that we don't lose them. Frank, are you with us? I am. And you had a question for Father Barry. Yes, I do. Okay, well, uh, go ahead. What is the Catholic Church, you're talking about putting a dog down, well, what does the Catholic Church think about putting yourself down in a similar circumstance? Where now do I get, I got to fire up my brain to think about my <laughs> biomedics class that I took way back. Uh, basically, with a human is, you know, we have this decision, uh, when is it okay to, hate to use the word, what, let go of, you put put a person down, I hate to use that word. I but, know, yeah. It uh, does. I'll use it for here, but what I'd say is, when their daily normal functioning starts to decline and there's no other help uh, that can help them, uh, that they are not able to live. I'm going to fumble this one here. That's all right. Well, it's a tough one because it's in the news right now. Doctor assisted suicide is all over the news and you know, they're, they're, that one gentleman, they're starving him to death um, and taking away his food. And so it's kind of a touchy subject, and it's kind of a gray area right now, but the church clearly... Uh, I got it here. Good. So when one... <laughs> got a light bulb. I saw it go off. <laughs> so one that has normal functioning, when something happens um, that that is no longer normal, that there may be excessive suffering, uh, that they can no longer... Uh, digest their food or stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, if we can have things that help them to maintain a quality of life, then we use those means to support their life. But if if there's nothing to help them and there's excessive pain and they're unable to live any quality of life in accord with their human dignity, uh, then we have to start to ask the question, uh, is it okay to maybe let them live out their natural life, which would be without support, uh, would likely bring them to eternal life. Right, a more a natural death, but nothing to hasten it. Yeah. Absolutely. You can give them pain meds and stuff like that to alleviate But nothing it. to um, hasten their death to come more quickly. And I think sometimes people forget that that is a, a grace and an opportunity for the dying to um, receive some graces from heaven before they even die. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts on that, Frank? How um, did that answer what your question was? Yes, yeah, somewhat. Uh, um, and also, what if you're uh, like assisting? Then are you murdering if you're assisting somebody? Uh, they had that Dr. Kevorkian, he was assisting, and some young lawyer decided he needs to put a stop to that. And mm-hmm. personally, I hate to say it, but I hope that lawyer dies a slow, grueling death. Very slow. And I, I shouldn't say that, but I just feel that way. What I would say is when people are involved, so Dr. Kevorkian, you know, his culpability is very direct. But, you know, people that were helping him with the lawyers or aiding him, uh, they weren't directly involved, but they are culpable and will be held accountable. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately, we'll let our Lord uh, decide, be judge on that one. But they are still c- accountable. And it's, it's still like they- considered a murder, right? Yep. If you assist somebody in dying sooner than natural. I don't know the technical terms. Uh, that's that's Heather's technical term. All right. I like it. I like it. We'll go with it. I have no technical term. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it's a really tough subject and um, and one that definitely needs to be uh, maybe Googled a little bit more. Well, it, the tough part is I only took one class and it's such a sticky. It I mean, really there's just is. there's so many gray, gray areas mm-hmm. when it comes to medical ethics and when you're dealing with end-of-life issues uh what we really do hope for is that the family is praying to god and that they will god will inform them of his decision and that they'll fall through there's so many different nuances well thank you frank for calling in with your question from wyoming we appreciate it and we'll continue to dive more into that i'm sure as the as the time goes and if you listen to uh, catholic answers live they have a lot of uh, wonderful uh, answers dealing with that that you can look up online or you can tune in every day at five o'clock or i suppose it'd be four o'clock in wyoming the number is 877-795-0122. We can take it um, maybe one question. I don't know if we have time for any more questions this morning. <laughs> I'm having to think more coffee. <laughs> I saw somebody just brought Father Barry more coffee. <laughs> so thank you for our listeners who have called in. This is a segment that we have every morning now. Real Presence Live is broadcasting Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, 8 to 10, uh, depending on your time zone. And we're excited to have this segment every morning at 9.30 where our local listeners get to call in with any questions that you might have on the faith um, or current events. Um, can't always say that we'll have 100% of the answers. No. But we sure try. Only God does. <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to tune in every day at 9.30 to listen to um, our Straight Talk segment. And if you have any questions, you can call in every day and ask them on there. So how was your first Straight Talk, Father? It was good. It was you good. had tough questions today. There are a lot of gray areas. I... It's hard. It, it was. They were great questions. I, I kind of like a few curveballs, and they were curveballs, and I well, I loved them. You, if you prayed for curveballs, you really got them. You know, I, it's my day off normally, so my brain's <laughs> used to uh, not working. So I need more coffee to fire it up. <laughs> right. So again, if you had questions in and you didn't feel like your questions were fully answered today. Catholic Answers Live is a fantastic show to tune in and listen to also. Or they can ask a competent priest. Oh, you're competent. <laughs> You've only been a priest for three years. We'll give you more time. I <laughs> think I would know what I'm doing by now. No, 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 no. I, you did fine. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. All right. So, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick break here. It is the top of the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we're broadcasting from Mitchell, South Dakota. And thank you for tuning in. Um, when we come back after our break, um, let's see, Kathy Looney from the Diocese of Fargo will share the goodness and beauty of how we can encounter Christ more deeply. And later in the show, we'll tour fun events around the area in our 10-minute tour. And if your event wants to be a part of that 10-minute tour, be sure to tune in. We'll tell you how you can be a part of that at the end of the tour. And this is Heather Carroll and Father Barry Roussat. Stay here. We're on Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. (laughs) 